So it's Friday night and I'm having dinner. And uh, I just get up. You know, whenever I get to the restaurant, I get up and I wash my hands before I start eating all the bread, <laughs> which is what I do. So I get up. I'm is at it a like real, a good bread, like a good local bread? It was bread? like pretzel bread. Forget it. Dude. Oh, we have like a bunch of that in our freezer. Yeah. Um, it's, it's amazing. It's, so I, yeah. it's a very fancy uh, steakhouse I'm at. I get up. I walk to the bathroom. And the gentleman sitting right before the hallway entrance to the bathroom, I catch a glimpse at him for a second. And I continue on my way. And as I enter the hallway to the bathroom, I'm like, that was Michael J. Fox. And I like froze in the hallway because I was like, oh, my God, that's Michael J. Fox right there. Just right outside the bathroom. Right outside the bathroom, just having dinner with his lovely wife and another couple. Wait, where was this? I don't know if I should like say the restaurant because it's a little – I don't want to be that guy to like – But in your neighborhood where you – It was in midtown Manhattan. Oh, midtown. Okay. Yeah. That's safe. I just was curious if this is like far away or close by. Right, right. No, it was definitely close by. I walked over there for dinner and it's funny because Stacy had gone to the bathroom before me. So I go in and I beat her outside and I'm waiting there because I want to tell her. So I'm like camped out the lady outside the ladies' room. She comes out, and I'm like, "Shh!" And she's like, "What? What's going on?" I'm like, "When we walk outside, you have to look." And I literally like drew a map on my palm, a, a palm of my hand, to like show her where he's sitting, and not to look that obvious when she goes out and just sort of glances at him. So, so, so this I'm like, worked? This, yeah, this so, stealth plan yeah, worked? Yeah, totally worked. And I feel like it would be go- so odd. You're sort of like turning and making – do you have a map you're holding in your hand? Basically. So yeah. I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, just just act normal. I'm Get like, ready. act calm. And when you go outside, he's facing our table. And this he's sitting r- in the adjacent booth. Like he's right next to us. Okay. It's crazy. So, so I, go, I go, go, I'll let you go like 30 seconds before. Just look casually. He's right. He's right here. I had a whisper because I was scared he might even hear me. Yeah. So she Great goes. Head gestures. Yeah, she goes. And I wait 30 seconds. I sit down and I see her at the booth and she's just like a smile ear to ear. Like, I don't know. I've gotten to meet a lot of celebrities in my time. I've never, and I didn't meet him. I just saw him. I've never been so starstruck. Like, that's Marty McFly, man. That's pretty cool. I've never met him before. I've, I, I've never seen him. I didn't know what to like. And then, so we sat and we were at a party of six. So we're sitting down in a booth, and there's yeah. these two booths that are adjacent to each other. They're both facing out towards the street, and I'm like, I, I, I basically like duck down in the booth to all the the rest of the people that I'm sitting there with. I'm like, guys, guys, everyone, sh-. I'm like, everyone, shut up, shut up for a second. A loud restaurant. He couldn't really. T- I'm like, just shut up, okay? Behind her head. One of the people we were with, I'm like, don't look right now. Do not look right now. But Michael J. Fox is sitting there just having dinner, just enjoying himself. And he, he looked great and he just, he just seemed like such a good dude. And That's I was awesome. like, man, I just – I was like – I had to stop myself from like going over there and hugging him. Did this like set you up for the whole weekend? This is like – this is this, it. This well, is just rocket launch to you so through the, the weekend. So the You're fu- still on that high. <laughs> I am because well, I'm reliving it now. And the funniest thing was – the first thing I thought to do, I don't know why, yeah. was text my mom because I That's knew awesome. if there was one person that was going to get a, a kick out of it, she would just lose her shit. Moms can be really good at that. Sometimes my mom doesn't really care and right. that's always like a, a – a downer, but most of the time it's a good, right, good first attempt. And she knows how I feel about Michael J. Fox. I know how she feels about ever. Who doesn't like Michael J. Fox? So I text her, and she freaks out. 
Okay, and she goes, "Say hi to him." And I wrote, and that's why. And, that, and then all of a sudden, I was like, "Man, oh. am I glad she's not here?" Yes, <laughs> because that would have been the worst. Were you, were you like, "I'm already gone. I can't ask that." Guess <laughs> I what? was like, "The family errand with the celebrity—that's a tough one." You'd maybe ask him about this movie. Yeah, ask him this one thing exactly for me. Go over There's there. a certain unwritten law in Manhattan. You don't do that. You don't. Maybe on the street you say, hey, hi, and you keep walking. You keep walking. You don't even stop. You should. You should. But in a restaurant when he's with a fam, no, you do not. You can, you can get a little peek, maybe a smile. But New Yorkers but love to push in there. Actually, a couple of things. We had dinner a long time ago, and Paul Simon was at the restaurant. It was like yeah. a family theater outing. My family just went right over and talked to him. Right. They were just like... Mr. Simon, we love your music. Sure, you know, talk. Was he, he was, was he upset? No, he was he was happy. It was, yeah. it was it was like the you know they paid reverence without being quite too much the elevator guy. It's a there's a I feel like you there's don't want to be the line. Chris Farley elevator. There's guy. a fine line. Yeah. Oh yes. You know, my it's, parents my parents ran into definite. John Stewart in Red Bank in New Jersey. Yeah. And they were able to like successfully make it happen. It's, I, it's a, there's a fine line though, dude. We were in an elevator, my dad and I, in Las Vegas once with Roger Ebert. Right. We got in. It was just us three. We were going up to some floor, I think to our hotel room. My dad loved Roger Ebert. Sure. Uh, the conversation did not go well. Oh, really? No, it was tough. My dad was very gushy about it and was really excited. Mm. And he, he was there for a Could convention. Backfire. Could backfire. Well, he you. was just kind of I'm here for a convention. Very, very cool. Yeah. And, uh, and it seemed okay, but just kind of seemed like he was busy. And then my dad was just mentioning stuff, and he wasn't as excited. He wasn't as excited to meet my dad. Surprisingly, <laughs> that's odd. You'd be you'd be amazed. But there recent actually, I went to a wedding in California, similar to yours. I walked past Arnold Schwarzenegger. What happened there in Atherton, California? Yeah. I freaked out because I was with my mom and my sister, and we're just talking. And then coming just right, we're walking one way and down the other way. It's just Arnold Schwarzenegger talking to that's someone, it. and I'm just like looking at him as I walk past. And I didn't want to tell my sister. I turned to her afterwards. And it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. And she said, why didn't you tell me? Right. right. And then coming back from the cafe, we saw him again oh, walking. Man. He was just strolling up and down the street. But uh, yeah, I was pretty. I was pretty stunned. Yeah. Um, it's, it's always such a weird situation. Do. What you do, Ariel? You ever run into anyone like that? That's an amazing. Um, that's, yeah, that's I good. have. You still have the energy. Yeah. I have. I mean, I've ran into a lot of celebrities and like musicians and stuff. Yeah. But I've never really gotten starstruck. The one time I did. Was when I met Muhammad Ali. Oh man! Yeah, and I was in L.A. I was just walking down Rodeo or something like that, some rich area of L.A., and he was just right there, just standing there. But I didn't say anything. I just kept going. Just kept on going. Yeah, because he's you know he's an older guy, and totally. there was a crowd forming. So I was like, all right, I could tell he doesn't want this for sure. But that was awesome. that's amazing. Yeah. That was my excitement for uh, for the weekend. It all it all happened on uh, on Friday. That's that's, awesome. uh, that's yeah. fantastic. It was pretty good stuff. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that for you. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. totally. Uh, it's Monday, December eighth, twenty fourteen. Let's start the four four show. Welcome to the program, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning into the 404 Show. I'm Jeff Backler, joined by Scott Stein today. Thank you for being Hello, here. Hello, yeah, Stein. and glad to be here. Glad to share happy, in the enthusiasm. Happy week before Hanukkah, yes, or a week and Wait, a half. Is that what, Hanukkah's soon? It's oh, actually, I'm celebrating it early because I'm going away to, with my family. But I right. think it's like the 17th. See, it's late this year. Last year was Thanksgiving. Oh, right. 
when it landed, so that like when, when that when that cosmic theological eclipse happened. Turkey and latkes and bad Jets football. Actually, they weren't playing that year. It was the year before. Anyway. Uh, Ariel Nunez in the control room. What's Howdy. up, Ariel? How are Showing. you? Good, good, good. Uh, man. I, so Hanukkah is weird because Hanukkah is the one holiday that like jumps around a bunch. Well, they all jump around for the most it's part. It's skittish. It's a make skittish your, holiday. It's like make up your mind, Hanukkah. Yeah. It always you gets in the way. A, do you want to be a Thanksgiving thing or do you want to be a Christmas thing? <laughs> or do you want to just freak everyone out and bleed into the new year? It, it like kind of wants it all. It wants to be like don't <laughs> do anything this here. This is my month. Anywhere. I could be anywhere. We're, it, now we're, it's like too late. We're going away. I feel like we're not really going to celebrate it properly. Uh, and for the record, when does it start? Because I I do not know. The seventeenth. Oh my God! Here's my. Is it the seventeenth? Here's where my grandparents roll over in their graves. We I'm typing in when does Hanukkah start? Well, we always had to plan with my so with the kids and my cousin and my my sister. And yeah, like, we had to plan all this stuff. So Hanukkah begins the evening of December sixteenth. Okay, that's a week from tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, how about that? And ends on Christmas Eve. See, it's just like a fluid. This year, it's just Hanukkah as the the preview, not for the same religion, but yeah. you have this connection. We celebrate both uh, on both sides of the family. You know what I'm getting for Hanukkah this year? No, oral surgery. <laughs> oh. Awesome. Fun. Wait, on the first night? <laughs> I was like, sounds awesome. <laughs> that's just the first night. No, what are you getting for the no, second that's night? that's the finale for me, the Hanukkah finale. I'm actually Ooh. giving and not taking because yeah. they're removing something from my face. They're also removing money from your, uh, from your account. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully that's well. I always, I always get nervous about like uh, – Making sure I have enough to to cover that at any time. There, I never know what's going to happen. It's like you're right. It's always could a like, shoot. Could be free. It could be like a no, million, this a million not, dollars. This is not free. Yeah, <laughs> the, the best man. I don't know. I haven't had like serious dental work in a very long time, and I know I need to go. It's just crazy because they don't. They have. They really have no idea like what each company is going to cover. They're like, this could be $300 or $5,000. I was yeah. like, all right, well, as long as it's that small of a range of prices. Do you find I, – I hate when I go in, they tell me I pay what I think is the amount that it's going to cost. Yeah. And then like a few weeks later, some other letter arrives and they're like, this is the amount you owe. <laughs> right. And you're like – that was like a fake you're meeting. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that whatever they said up there was like a Spanish prisoner. Total it's, lie. It's like what the hell's going then on? You just, yeah. They don't want to tell you that to your face. And they're, and then you have to arbitrate. Or they're whatever. so cryptic. It's like all of the. All, it's like all of America's, you know, Medicaid and and medical insurance passes through the North Korean government and then comes back here to be deciphered. My family are mostly doctors. I always ask questions about this type of stuff, and they never want to answer. Yeah, because it. it's a it's a sore subject. Yeah. Um, all right. I I didn't think we were going to have to bring this back, and I briefed Scott before we got going today. Okay. I didn't think we were going to have to revisit this awful topic, but it's just it's just kind of blowing up in the Discovery Channel's face so hard that I just want to reopen that wound. We're talking about the butthead from last night's Eaten Alive episode. Obviously, if you listen to our show, you know how we feel about this. Um, so the guy who was supposed to get eaten alive by um, a 20-foot anaconda, okay, author sure. Paul Rosalie is his name, if you're looking what to – like inspiration you, for genius. To like angry, <laughs> angry memes. Right. <laughs> you want to put that in there? He was only briefly munched by a 20-foot anaconda before he got, oh, a little scared. Dude, what did you expect? One yeah. of nature's most – a fearsome sort of predators and you're like oh man wait it's really eating me 
That was a terrifying <laughs> idea from the get-go. It, it, it encapsulated many people's worst nightmares. Uh, so, yeah, we thought he was, I thought he was going to transcend that. I thought he was going to show us. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, well, you're, you're going to tell me the, the nightmare clown's not under my bed. And he was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. It's uh, a nightmare clown. That you want getting to s- eaten by a anaconda? Was he worried that the suit? I'm worried that the suit would leak. You'd say oh, anaconda acid. Well, they said it was it? yeah that it was preventative against digestive acid. But how do you know if you're in there? And it sounds like wait, guys, guys, my arms actually my arms being eaten right now. There's a leak. <laughs> digestive juice is on my arm. How do you get out? The be- the you best is the quote though. Like so so the, you, the whole thing you just laugh at because it's like man, what kind of jackasses are really running this network? Because let's be honest, this was the most jackass idea I've ever heard for a television show to get that far. Into- Come on, Discovery Channel too. Like let's yeah. never forget that. Let's never forget this is under the umbrella well, of the Discovery. It seems Channel. painfully invasive for the anaconda. Yeah, seems right? like that if might piss off the end, anaconda. Right, you're talking about anaconda protection or – It's amazing what they say. They go, they go, ultimately, after the snake constricted Paul for over an hour and went for his head, the experiment – they're calling it an experiment okay. and not like just playing with fire. The experiment had to be called when it became very clear that Paul would be seriously injured if he continued on. The safety of Paul, as well as the anaconda, was always our number one priority. Bullshit. I'm sorry, man. How, how can you say force-feeding an anaconda a human in a weird suit is in any way in the safe, safety interest of said anaconda? Like how Oh, you, not at all. Not at all. But I think you're right. Maybe what happened was, I'm just thinking, if you went through the first experiment, those have really strong muscles, right? They, they can, like, crush a car. My first thought would be, so you'd be protected in the suit, it would break your spine or do something. You would get so contorted yeah. in there. That's probably what he began to realize. It was like, oh, wow, my head's being he, the, the anaconda, bent backwards yeah. so that I, sh- I shall die. Yeah. Because I'm going into an anaconda. Well, I don't know. Maybe that's it's it. In, it's insane. I just, I, I had it's a, impossible. It's crazy. We'll never get to the point where we're, we're able to be swallowed by an anaconda. <laughs> that moment, we have hit our limit. God, it pisses me off so much. I just right? don't understand. And that's the only reason I'm bringing it up because the guy, after all this, after all the weeks and weeks leading up to us and the protests and everything, he got cold feet and he pushed out. I think, first of all, you could, if you were smaller, you think you want like a smaller adventurer. To to wear the suit, <laughs> well, someone well, who's gonna, like a good wait, contortionist. Let's, let's, let's hear if this or someone this, who's <laughs> just like can fit like like acrobats who can fit into a tiny box. He, I don't think he was that type. I think he was just like a guy. I want to who just felt like he could do this. I want to see if this offends you, which you probably will. Because <laughs> it, probably, it was yeah. an offensive thing we were talking about last week. Okay, but we we got crazy. We went totally off the deep end with like other ideas they could do, and we were and talk- back out of. <laughs> well, not back out of, but we were things talk- I think would be we interesting. Like maybe a very large person could house a very small person. <laughs> if that doesn't sort a of like, sort of like Krang from Ninja Turtles, if you will, swallowing within <laughs> swallowing, yeah, with all of them with cameras, yeah, like level oh, totally. three, two, one, like inner space, <laughs> but to the max. I think like a three or four level, like camera two, has right. that stomach. Camera three, let's go up to one, and then vomit them all 
That would be actually that doesn't offend me. That's interesting. <laughs> I think it's that's more, a movie pitch. It's that's more clearly, like human centipede sort of stuff. Yeah, that, yeah. I feel like that's going to get made. That movie is going to get made now, probably next year. Right. Oh, I think for sure. Inspired by the Anaconda story, like like a man like, nested swallowing. It's 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 unbelievable. <laughs> I'd kind of, I'd watch a few minutes of that movie. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I, I'm so glad I didn't Maybe. give that thing last night the time of day. We're going to keep things a little light today. I yeah. wanted to bring up this. I'm not a huge fan of Grumpy Cat. You know about Grumpy Cat? I know that it's out there. I've seen Grumpy Cat. Like to I me, did watch the movie. So there was a movie. movie. Okay, so tell me about this movie. Before you tell me about it, yeah. does anyone else feel like Grumpy Cat is like the equivalent of seeing the face of Jesus in a, in a piece of wood? <laughs> right. I think that Jesus well, in a piece of wood is more profound. <laughs> yeah, that, for sure. That seems that actually sure. seems like a more like this that seems cat, like it's doing it too much justice. Right. Like this cat's face is just like stuck like this, and this is just what it looks like. And we <laughs> perceive like it being grumpy when clearly a cat like the cat's not bummed out. But it's like I it never, just looks bum. It just its face looks grumpy. I've just never seen Happy Cat. So it's like right. to me, it's not like I'm looking at lots of smiling cats all the time who are just so cheery. And this one is, yeah, that's that's the weird part. You're never gonna this. guess how much money Grumpy Cat has actually made its owner, Tabitha Bund- Bundesen, the 29 year old year old owner of Grumpy Cat, has revealed that she's made around a hundred million dollars. What what off of this fur ball? I was thinking it would be a hundred thousand, maybe. A I million. thought maybe like a free dinner at Red Lobster once. <laughs> Thirty five dollars in valuable coupons. That's it. A hundred million bucks. Hundred off a cat of that's face is stuck like real that. dollars, like hundred million real dollars. Real dollars. Is that from how, from what part? From ads or? It, it's just is this from licensing the, deals. Yeah, licensing from and cat T-shirts and uh, celebrity appearances and. Uh, I'm sure there's some licensing that's happened. If okay. you recall, the move, the lifetime movie deal, right? You which, know? which is real. Tell that, me about. Tell me about. Okay, this well, I just heard about this on on Twitter one night, and I thought, okay, I'm always good for just randomly tuning in. My wife was not on board with this. I don't even remember the name of it. It was like Happy Holidays with Grumpy Cat or something. Grumpy Cat's Christmas. Grumpy Cat's worst Christmas ever yes. because Grumpy Cat's always bummed out. Right. So you have. Um, uh, What's her name? You have Aubrey Plaza yeah. is in this as the voice of Grumpy Cat. So I'm already feeling like uh, among all Lifetime movies, I'm much closer to watching this now than anyone before. But I, I actually had bad timing. I caught the end of the movie before the beginning started again. Right. It was like on endless screening loop. So I watched the last five minutes and uh, it wasn't very good. And then I watched the first ten minutes and then I decided then – then that was the – the wifely, like, um, you know, she was like, get off the TV. There's other things we should be doing now with our night. Like, we should watch other shows. Sure. <laughs> Let's move on with our entertainment. <laughs> exactly. Get on to other shows that are better than this. So that was it. And I thought the Aubrey Plaza casting decision was a really bad one. She seemed, <laughs> she seemed totally uninterested, but it wasn't even, like, in a good viral way. It yeah. was like she has, like, that great acid style that's, that's awesome, but it somehow didn't even work for this. How how does it not fit even this? I don't understand. Did you ever see that Netflix movie about the talking cat? Do you know what no. there's like a cult movie about no. like a, it's a terrible the room style movie about like a talking cat. Never saw. Terribly it. voiced over. Yeah. Sort of felt like that. Okay. Um but not as good. It's worth noting though that 100 million dollar mark is being contested. Like it's worth noting like a lot of people yeah. don't believe it. I don't believe it. Um I can I have a tough time swallowing that as well. The owner, this Tabitha yeah. woman, says she will gladly 
divulge and disclose how much money she has made off of Grumpy Cat if the price is right for a right for an interview. Four hundred million dollars. Right. I'll reveal. It is a self fulfilling prophecy. Totally. That is how you will discover. Oh. It's funny though that 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 that's the number that's sort of floating around is a hundred million. Obviously, anyone with who's maybe thought about it for a little bit, done a little bit of research, realizes, wow, that seems like a crazy amount of money. But yeah, yeah I mean, I have a tough time believing it too. I has guess the, has the price now been set for um, for exotic <laughs> viral animals? Yeah, this cool is the 10 new million. bar. Yeah, cool, cool ten million. You want me to get like uh, angry snake? Yeah, for sure. Or whatever into that show. <laughs> I want <laughs> angry snake. <laughs> um, I would make that one. I, I want to talk a little bit about two things before we leave. The first thing, or well, maybe three if we have time. The first thing is uh, VR stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay, so. As we approach CES. As we approach CES, and I guess this will be like some of the tech stuff we talked today. It's light, mm-hmm. it's a Monday. Um, what. So you've been seeing a lot of this stuff lately. I have. And we were talking before the show started, like, there's, there's like inherent technological hurdles that VR has. Well, like, what's the best VR you've seen? What did you just see? And, and what was that cool number you threw out? Oh, yeah. So the big announcement today, or big if you've been following VR stuff, it, it, you know, Samsung's Gear VR, which is a phone-based accessory that goes onto the Samsung Galaxy Note 4, right. is like an extra VR headset. This is a partnership with Oculus. That is now available to order. So you can buy a, 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 a VR headset to work with your samsung phone with just your note 4 just the note 4 just what does it do why do i want it well we have had a couple of years now first of all you're like what am i gonna do with this thing yeah besides look ridiculous right you got this guy you know you got this like you know ski bass goggly thing you're gonna put on put stick your phone in it yeah oh your phone goes in it your phone goes in it cool keep selling me on it because i'm I'm almost there (laughs) you're getting yeah you're getting there just wait there's more cost two hundred dollars Two fifty, you get the version that also comes with the gamepad. They have a Bluetooth gamepad. Great, <laughs> says great, awesome. love it. <laughs> uh, in all fairness, because the easy thing is to say, what? Yeah. Why am I gonna? Come on, no, man, I'm not gonna get this. VR ha- already has an awful PR ditch to dig itself out of. There are a ton of problems. It makes smartwatches look like uh, like an easy run, right? When you look at VR, you do this massive thing on your face. But year after year, you know, Ocu- so the big other competitors, competitors, but the companies that are getting into this right now, Oculus Rift, obviously. Still doesn't have a product. Still doesn't have a product. And year after year, years. we see what's really impressive looking immersive VR, but no product yet. And no clear sign of one's going to come out. Right. Once again, they'll be at CS. They'll and be at CS and yeah. nothing will happen. Be like the next iteration towards something. Right. And then we've seen Project Morpheus, which is the PlayStation 4 one. Uh, works with different accessories like move accessories. Yeah. And again, when is that going to come out? Right. Is it going to come out? What you know? So the like year after year, E three after E three, you're seeing these things getting trotted out. Sure. You're playing them again. So people are saying, when's this going to happen? Well, this is the first one that I can think of that you say, well, this is the commercially first available. commercially available. Yeah. But it's called Innovator Edition. It's clearly they are labeling this alpha experimental. You know. Just for enthusiasts. Right. Type They're not of thing. planning on selling them to make money. They're just sort of getting it out They're there. They're just putting it out there. And part of that is probably the partnership with Oculus and right. how that's going to so, go into So, what was like the interesting thing? The, I, you said that a lot of these VR headsets are falling short because they just are too pixelated, right? Yeah. So, when you put these on, one thing that is cool, and then the, the part that isn't cool, is that they really, 
I think they actually feel you've used Project Morpheus. Yeah. They feel pretty immersive. Yes. You say like, well, the 3D part of it and how you move your head around Works feels well. better than you'd think it would. We go, oh, come on. I know right. that's going to work. Your like. brain has an easy time buying it. Yeah. You sort of like stare, go into the landscape and right. you absorb it. You're there. Gear VR, which is the impressive part, actually for that immersiveness feels really similar to Oculus Rift and Project Morpheus more than you'd think for just putting a phone in. Right. Like the general immersive goggle thing, very similar. Yeah. Graphically are more limited. Uh, but the pixelation, this is the thing. So you're dealing with a really high-res screen on the Note 4, Quad HD, which is like, was it, 25? I mean, I should know. It's this, well above 25 by, by 16, yeah. something like that. Um, yeah, it's really, it's really high end. It's, uh, you know, it's approaching like a, it's like a 4k type experience and a, right. a mobile type thing. Sure. So that's more pixels than you'd ever need on a phone. But when you were using this to do 3d, first of all, you're splitting that image right. in two. And like then you're magnify projecting it yeah, onto then you're your eyeball. Looking at it through a big magnifying lens. So right. imagine, you know, you're looking at a screen through that. And you'd see the pixels. Well, you see the pixels. You can see through the pixels, which is the weird thing. That's because, weird. You know, so like you, you, you get the idea of like it's like an Atari, but pixelated, blocky. But through that screen, almost the 3D comes through. Right. But if you're looking at photos and videos, there's a chance you'd look at it and think this immersiveness looks really cool. Yeah. But it's not going to look as crisp and amazing as on my phone or on my TV. So where do we have to be in order for? our brains to not be able to tell the difference between VR and real life. Right. We're staring at it and going, I'm looking across that room. The 3D effect is cool. Now I'm looking at that camera or this table, and man, the detail is perfect. Right. I remember speaking with, with um, some folks at Oculus, and the number that was thrown out there when I looked at one of the prototypes, maybe Crystal Cove, uh, was it was it that one? I, I'm getting... It's okay. You see a lot of VR things. We see a lot of VR things. You've gone VR crazy. 8K was a number that was thrown so, out. That that okay. would be a moment when VR would become – sort of really hit that moment so, where it feels so what, fully immersive. So what Retina did for printed paper and text, could 8K, 8K could do for VR and true-to-life photorealism. Yeah. And so you'd say, like, what am I ever going to use 8K displays for? Well, VR is something that can actually use it or maybe they find some other way around it. Right, right now – it's 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 okay, but it's it that pixelatedness, um, for for lack of a better word, it doesn't feel pixelated so much. as that you can see the actual. It's not that the graphics are pixelated; it's the actual display. You can actually see the display's pixels. If right. makes sense. So you're seeing through that, and you go. So if you're playing like on a on a Morpheus or Oculus, I still feel like I can see a little bit of the screen. Sure. I mean. Sure. That's a problem. Plus processor power. I mean, right. then you're you pushing that. Be, yeah. I mean, we have a hard enough to. I mean, the idea of even pushing 4K for anything interesting like games is going to take a really long time. It's weird. I feel Forget I don't know how 8K. all this VR stuff's going to shake out because, in my opinion, you just have like too many different technologies on different levels of like chronological, te- you know, yeah. advancement, and nothing's really lining up. Well, there there's a, there, there are attempts to. That's the interesting thing is that, so Gear VR. You're running off of this Snapdragon 805, and you're dealing with it's a mobile Android yeah. um, system. So there are games, and some of them look pretty cool. But right. They're like mobile games, right. better than you might think. Sure, for running, like they don't really feel that slowed down, but they will feel less graphically rich. Gotcha. But they're in 3D. But then they claim that some of the picture and video stuff, yeah, should be able to go up into other levels of VR. So on a PC side, maybe you start creating these experiences for um, – I mean they're shooting videos now using spherical cameras. Right. And the idea is to create these kind of IMAX can experiences look and, and look around. That's theoretically great, but getting the setup with that camera 
getting into a, a, a smaller sort of unit. Yeah, right. and getting enough yeah. of that content made it's is going to become tough to to, make, to justify that. I like the idea of experimenting with this, but sure. I agree. For the average person, it's just not it's just not there yet. It and nobody. Even on the side of people making this, nobody feels it is. They still feels like there's an idea that this is two or three years away from even hitting a, a moment of, wow, this is something you'd really want to buy. Right. But it's finally become and you, and you you can't interact with it. So you know you want to reach out and grab something. <laughs> right, you feel paralyzed. You have to look around like this. There's a touchpad. Yeah, and you click the touchpad, or use a game controller. So you're kind of doing this. You're kind of doing. Right. Like Google Glass. You're sure. kind of doing like a little – You just you just look crazy. Yeah, if you see people playing games on glass, yeah. you've ever seen that. You right. know, it's like that. You're sort of doing a, a, a thing where you're tapping. So, Isn't technology great? <laughs> great. This is where we are. We're at the bleeding edge right. of, of side head tapping. But it is out there for people who want to make that stuff and dive in. I think that's the idea that this is a cheap – ish kit mm-hmm. that you could get if you're interested in development there'll be more on this absolutely next month at ces if you can believe it in one month we'll, we'll already be out there in las vegas for uh for ces 2015 in a month we'll almost be done i know it's don't remind we'll me we'll be okay? in our, our tired victory lap what would i rather you ask me what would i rather have oral surgery or go to ces the answer might surprise you <laughs> okay swallowed by an anaconda <laughs> yeah c swallowed by an anaconda <laughs> yeah. uh, so last night just real quick the sony playstation network was hacked again uh seemed just like a takedown hack but for a couple hours last night uh it was not working and a group called lizard squad i'm sorry hacking groups you got to get some better names that sounds scary being Lizard hacked is pretty squad. scary. I don't know. I find the idea of being hacked terrifying. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, like been, these yeah. guys are they're, – they're hacking and they're doing all this nefarious garbage and then they're like, gotcha, lizard squad. It's just like how are you so good at hacking but so shitty at naming your, your organization? Come up with incredibly awesome Come names. Come up with cool things, man. Outsource it to James Cameron or Michael Bay and have them create the name for you. There's like a million good names in all the William Gibson novels. Yeah, you just write, write get a short. What's list. one cool name off the top of your head? Can you think of one? Well, Wintermute was awesome. Wintermute, yeah. done. Yeah, coolest hacking group ever. You're already yeah. cooler than Anonymous Winter, Winter and Mute Lizard is a Squad terrifying name. and Lulsec and all these guys. Yeah. Just get a better name. That's not a lot to ask, is it? Do some research. Among all things, name yeah. it after a Neil Stevenson novel or something. You name them after like Billy Joel albums. Yeah, even they're fine, you know. Turnstiles yeah. done. Even call yourselves like the Midnight Society. Yeah, that's cooler than Lizard Squad. And maybe we have a it is of a personal meaning or something. It might have a, some you know. I don't know. Maybe they're all Who from knows? like Arizona. And they, I and will they admit, I am. I am. You're more scared. Terrified <laughs> I, of criticizing the name. If their name was Crimson Jihad, like in True Lies, I'd be way more scared. Yeah. Right. I'm sorry. That's all it's I gotta true. say. That's all I gotta say. Uh, finally, it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite name. It's not. No. You could say it's terrible. Like I don't think they're gonna target you. You could be like, "Oh, Lizard Squad, you guys are pretty scary, but your name sucks." I think it's the squad part. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I just think it's that part. <laughs> I like the idea of like a like a a name like a web, right, or a net. Yeah, like an all-seeing, you know, yeah. sort of eye. Like if that were a logo of a company. <laughs> um, finally, finally, I want to talk about more scary sci-fi uh, stuff, uh, a techno-paranoia-themed show that you've recently gotten into and I want myself to get into. You need to It's watch. called The Black Mirror. 
Yeah, called Black Mirror. Black Mirror. What's it about? It's on Netflix now. Why should people check it out? Yeah, this is not available to watch in an easy way for a, for a long time. I mean, there was no way to buy it. There was no way to rent it. Two made, seasons, right? Two seasons. Okay. With a third Christmas special on the way. Because, of course, <laughs> I know. I, I love UK television because yeah. there's a Christmas special for everything. All right. So tell me. It's like The Wire Christmas special. <laughs> right. The Shield. You know, Christmas. Yeah. No, they would totally do that. Give um, me the quick, like, elevator pitch with Black Mirror so people can – why they should check it out. Um, It's Twilight Zone for a paranoia-driven uh, technological bleeding-edge future. It's like Max Headroom. Okay. Uh, but with the episode length of Sherlock, or close to it. Gotcha. 45 minutes, not an hour and a half. Okay, I can handle that. But you know, you have your classic British TV season of like th- three episodes. So each each series is only three episodes, only six episodes total. But they tackle bleeding edge, weird questions of identity and culture and horrible situations. Hmm. Really wonderfully made, and these were made in 2011. Charlie Brooker was a, a Guardian columnist who, right. uh, you know, decided, they dove into writing these really critically acclaimed pieces. I've only, I've seen two of the episodes so far. Both were extremely upsetting. Really upsetting. Yeah, they're really well. I they're, mean, are, they're just I'm like say upsetting. Are they be, like dystopian like, sort of like techno? Yeah. Like we're done. There's no. There's no going back. That's sort pretty of much stuff. it. The classic yeah. sort of we're done. There's no horrible. going back. Yeah. It's very much of the like. More about Twitter, Facebook, community, uh, horrible aspects like internet. It actually feels more appropriate now for all the stuff that we've been dealing with in 2014 right. on all fronts. Yeah, that usually happens. Yeah, it kind of feels like it's, it's a perfect time to hit little, Netflix yeah, now. Yeah. Because when it hit 2011, maybe people were thinking about the possibilities. We've been in a lot of this stuff now. I kind of feel like there are many things in 2014 that could have been Black Mirror episodes. Yeah. That are Black Mirror episodes for That's real. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, you should watch it. Everyone should watch me, it. Yeah, I want to check it out. But it's, you know, I don't want to overhype it, but I, I, I found that it still was, was really great. And there should be more things like that. It just reminds you that we're in such changing times that I wanted a Twilight Zone for our age for a long yes. time. This gets really close to it. Man, it's so funny you bring that up because New Year's, New Year's Eve is coming uh, fast approaching and like – I, I every year I just binge on that sci-fi Twilight Zone marathon because oh, yeah. those episodes are still so relevant and yeah. they're they're timeless and they're really amazing stuff. Well, it's weird. There were a lot of times with Outer Limits and other shows yeah. where people experimented with this, and I don't know why. I think we're going to get back to it. I actually think things like Black so. Mirror are going to drive us even like ec- it, 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 with like X Files too. It, it yeah. definitely bleeds into that whole genre for sure. We're really, right. in, we're really into like binged connected plot lines now. Yeah. But I, I want to get back to the anthology. All right. Go check out Black Mirror on Netflix now. Yep. Scott Stein recommendation. Appreciate you being here today, buddy. Hey, glad to be here. Yeah. I, I, a little I'm sigh. In, <laughs> little, I know. I was like about to burp, actually. Shy. I was about to give out a Monday burp. I was like, eh, <laughs> And then a little explorer was going to come out of my mouth. <laughs> right, a little a, guy in a Kevlar GoPro. suit. Yeah. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> no, <laughs> my experiment's over. Ta-da. Yeah. <laughs> secret's out now. Um, I think... I just think about all the stuff we're gearing up for for CS. Yeah, That's a separate not, discussion, yeah. but it's going to be the crazy mess. And particularly for things like wearables and VR and where everybody's going to want more than ever to be involved or to uh, – it's going to be a scavenger hunt. All right. Fair yeah. enough. We'll, uh, we'll definitely check out your stuff at CS 2015 and follow Scott on Twitter at Jet Scott. That will do uh, it for us today. 
Ayaz is back tomorrow, and uh, we'll catch you then. Until next time, I'm Jeff Bacalar. I'm Scott Stein. I'm Ariel Nunez. Thanks for tuning in to the 404 Show, High Tech, Low Brow. We will see you tomorrow. I'm so, I totally forgot to announce this, but I, I have we have a contest I want to talk about real Wait, quick. Wait, what? What contest? I know. I feel like such a schmuck. I should have done it at the top, but everyone will hear it's about it. It's like an it. Easter egg if you happen I know. to listen. You'll find out everything. tomorrow also. We're, we're giving away Omaha Steaks. That's awesome. <laughs> you wanted to laugh. No, I'm like, I'm like, that was not, well, I was expecting something electronic, but I yeah. was like, steak was not what I thought you were going to say. I know. Who would turn down steaks? I know. And here's They're what, it, here's what you, it is. It's called the tasteful gift. I, I feel bad because yeah. I should have done this at the top, but it's fine. The tasteful gift is the prize pack. It comes with – get this because you – I know you're like me. You love steak. <laughs> get a load of this steak. Right, get a load of – two five-ounce fillets. Okay. Okay. Then you get two five-ounce top sirloins, four four-ounce burgers, four five uh, – oh, f- wait, four, four <laughs> 5.75-ounce stuffed baked potatoes. How oh, yeah. freaking starving are you right now? I'm like, I want all of this. And then to top it off, you get four chocolate molten lava cakes. You shouldn't eat all that at once, though. <laughs> it's a meal. That'll last you like, that should last <laughs> One you evening. at least two months. Yeah, if that's you a, that's freeze a, correctly. That's, a, that's great. Right? So we're giving out two of those. All you got to do is go to um, cnet.com slash the 404 or cnet.co slash 404 steaks cnet.co slash 404 steaks. It's the meat sweeps. How do you like that? <laughs> meat sweeps. Yeah. Holiday meat sweeps. I feel terrible. I forgot to announce it at the top, but it, it starts right now. You can go to the website and enter to win. It's a caption contest. There's a funny photo of us, and you just have to caption it. That's it. You comment in the, in the blog post, and bam, Easy. you're entered to win. That is it. Okay. Okay, now we're good to go? That's good. All right. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in.